Welcome to another episode of American Ag Today, produced by the American Ag Network. I'm your host, Jesse Allen. And joining us now to give us an update on what is happening throughout the fertilizer industry, always staying on top of what is going on in a, a very volatile industry here, as we've seen this last year. Josh Linville, Vice President of Fertilizer Stonex, joining us. Josh, good to catch up with you again, buddy. Hope you're doing well. Doing all right. It's hard charging on the road like normal. I'm, I'm on the road this week. I, I'm on the road next week, and I get that little week between Christmas and New Year's off before a little vacation with the family. So, Got to take some downtime every once in a while. The travel will kill you. Exactly. A little downtime never hurt anybody. Well, we appreciate a few minutes of your time while you're traveling here today. Just want to jump in and take a look and see what is going on here with this fertilizer market. And I think just to start, before we talk prices and everything, what's the latest on logistics? Is that still a big issue? Is it the biggest issue? What are your thoughts, Josh? I'd say it's the biggest issue, and I, I really think it's going to be the story of our fertilizer 2023 year. Um, and this is what's frustrating a lot of guys. You know, they're hearing the reports. You know, we're coming out and we're saying, hey, we're seeing some weakness on some phosphate and potash. We're seeing some weakness in nitrogen. And farmers are coming back and saying, I'm not seeing the same types of drops that you're talking about. And a lot of it has to do with transportation. You know, the river systems, while we've had some really good timely rains move across the Midwest, it's given these little surges to the river flows it's obviously not enough to heal the rivers. And so it's a short-term Band-Aid. We've got to continue to get these rains all the way through winter just to eke by. Where we need this rain, where we need this moisture is up north, and it comes in the form of snow right now. And that won't really help us until we get to springtime, we get that spring melt. Um, so we've got that situation going on, that's still a struggle. I mean, barges can only take so many tows, uh, so many tons per barge. And the, the boats have to make so much money per day, so that rate goes up exponentially. Uh, rail cars, we're still worried about a strike. And even if they don't strike, uh, you know, do the railroad workers get mad that DC got involved? And do they start slowing down? Oh, I can't deliver it. This fuse went out on a light inside the locomotive. I got to return. And they can slow and they can gum up things really, really hard. So, yeah, we can see all these things happening globally and be like, finally, we're seeing some relief. But if you can't move product from point A to point B, we are about to learn just how painful this thing can be. I mean, you talk about if we lose just rail or if we just lose uh, uh, river, it would be devastating. If we start talking about a combination, I mean, you start looking around your house. I don't know how many things are touched or in there that are not touched by either one of them. Well, Josh, what are you seeing when it comes to prices? Uh, you know, taking away the logistic side of things, what are you seeing for some price levels here as we near the end of the year? Urea, UAN, uh, phosphate, et cetera, nitrogen. What are you seeing uh, on that front here? Are, are prices kind of settling here as we near the end of the year? What are we looking at? They are. Uh, and what we're dealing with is December turned out to be very, very quiet. Uh, globally, we thought that, you know, from a nitrogen perspective, we thought we'd have India stepping in for a big tender, and that would be the excitement, and that would be the demand everybody focused on. Well, they pulled the trigger on another tender immediately after the last one, which meant they didn't have to do anything in December. And then prices started to fall off. And all of the global buyers, we got a lot of global demand in Q1, but they're all sitting there looking at the price fall and saying, why would I want to step in front of this falling knife? And so we've seen prices settle there. Uh, phosphate and potash continue to struggle due to uh, a poor last spring season, a poor fall season, as best we can tell. Inventories are building and so prices are falling off. But even with that going on, uh, we're seeing a lot of relief from where we had been. I'm starting to read some caution bells. Uh, they've come off quite a bit. You're starting to see a lot of these when you're seeing the fertilizer come off, the grains have not come off. And so these ratios are getting back to where 
I'm not going to say they're fantastic. I'm not going to say they're wonderful and that anything is cheap, but they're much, much better than where they've been. They're coming back in line with where, you know, previous years had been. So I'm kind of curious to see what happens here in the next couple of weeks. I've kind of been swimming against the tide of the marketplace. Everybody keeps saying it's lower, it's lower. I'm saying I think we might be surprised by prepay dollars, which could help turn this thing around. Josh, what's your biggest concern heading into 2023 as you take a look at things right now? And you you mentioned to it you're going to be watching some of those prepaid dollars, et cetera, heading into you know the next couple of weeks. Uh, I mean, looking thousand foot view, what's your biggest concern? What's something farmers just need to keep their eye on here if they're looking at booking some of these inputs as we head into spring? It's uh, it's having the right product at the right place at the right time. Um, I, I don't have an issue. A lot of people are still asking, is there be shortage? I don't believe there will be. I, I'm not worried about the shortage story anymore. But my biggest problem is right now, farmers are sitting there looking at the marketplace and saying there's too much price risk. I don't want to pull the trigger. Right call. I understand where they're coming from. But guess what? That retail is looking at the exact same market under the exact same lens and saying too much price risk. I don't want to pull the trigger. And if the market as a whole continues to drag its feet and it waits and it waits and it waits until that very last minute, even under optimal uh, situations. It is hard in a just-in-time market to get product where it needs to be, when it needs to be there. We start bringing back in that river situation, that rail situation. It's a recipe for disaster. And it's why we continue to preach. We got to have more conversations than less with our supplier, with our co-ops, with our retailers. We got to start having conversations saying, here's what I need when I need it. Let's put a strategy together. Maybe I don't want to pull the trigger yet, but I am going to need these. Let's talk about what my needs will be and you know how we can get around this. Now, I know there's been the chatter out there. If we see a very cold winter here and a very cold winter in Europe, that could impact natural gas, which could in turn impact production on certain fertilizers. Uh, is that something you're worried about as well as you talk with uh, folks throughout the industry here as we enter into next year? It's something I'm less worried about uh, because we have had several of those plants turn back on. Uh, the production rates have jumped from, what, 30% up to 50 60%. And I think it's going to be a very hard decision if we did see natural gas spike again for them to sit there and say, you know what, this is going to be like a two month deal, three month deal. Do we really want to shut down the plant? You know, go through spending all that money to shut it down just to have to spend all that money to restart it. So I'm less concerned we'll see them shut down. But it's also something we're watching because they could absolutely make that call if the prices get high enough. So it, it's it's gotten lower on my list, but it's still very high on the list, if that makes sense. Definitely. No, it makes total sense. Josh, anything else on your mind here before we run out of time? Anything else you want to mention as you take a look at what's going on in the fertilizer space right now? Everybody keeps asking me, what do I do? Uncertain time, volatile prices. What in the world does a farmer do? Uh, I continue to push the narrative. Lock in your profits. If you're buying inputs, sell some outputs. That's our best hedge today in these crazy markets that we're in. You see an opportunity to take a profit and we're happy with it. We need to jump on it. We need to not look back and second guess it the entire way through. This year, if our worst decision is that we made money and we could have made a little bit more if we waited, it's a pretty good year. With that, Vice President Fertilizer Josh Linville of Stonex joining us here. Thanks for the time, sir, and we will uh, look forward to talking to you again soon. Absolutely, man. We'll see you. And we appreciate his time and insight. As always, that is Josh Linville, the Vice President of Fertilizer with StoneX, joining us here today on American Ag Today. As we continue to watch this volatile fertilizer market, no doubt something that's going to be on farmers' minds as we enter the 2023 planting season. This has been American Ag Today, produced by the American Ag Network. I'm your host, Jesse Allen, wishing you a great rest of your day.